Well, we are asleep. <laughs> Something is lurking inside our mouths, <laughs> waiting to attack our teeth. No, 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 no! Thank goodness we can just wake up and brush that bacterial way. Hey there, friends. I'm Emma, and yes, you are listening to Open Wide, a podcast about dentistry by a kid who wants to be a dentist. That's me. Today on Open Wide, we meet... Pad Kandari, a veteran hygienist who has been battling tooth decay for way longer than I've been alive. Yippee! And another trip to the Museum of Dentistry. We begin with, you guessed it, a little daddy dental humor. You got this, Dad. What detective finds lost teeth? A tooth sleuth. (laughs) Tooth sleuth. I like it. Well done, Dad. Fasten your seatbelts. We're heading to Baltimore's Museum of Dentistry once again for some tooth trivia. Here's a fact that will make you glad you're alive today and not 100 years ago. Yes! In 1498 in China, wild boar hair was fixed to a carved bone handle at a right angle to create the earliest known toothbrush. Yuck! People were still using animal hair and bone toothbrushes all the way up to the 1920s. Yikes. They sound nasty. I love getting a new toothbrush. And the flashier, the better. Am I right? Yes! Today's featured guest has been championing. Is that a word? <laughs> Great oral health for decades. I'm close to being a decade old. Hello, Ms. Emma. Hi! Pat Kandari is an old family friend. She has retired now, but she has had a lifetime of experience with dental hygiene. I'm a kind old grandma. Just a number, right? Pat was a hygienist for 40 years. Just think how many teeth she's helped save. Here's how it all started. Why did you want to be a hygienist? Well, I think because my brother-in-law was a dentist and I started working with him when I was 12 in the summers. I'd ride my bike out to his office and just hop out in the office. And it just seemed a natural progression from there. Oh, wow. Shout out to Pat's brother-in-law, retired dentist, Dr. McElvey. He just happens to be my mom's first dentist. And also the dentist, my auntie bit. Poor Dr. McElvey. On behalf of the family, sorry. I think she was just scared. Sorry. So sorry. 
Pat says she loved interacting with her patients. She has the gift of the gab. So do I. Talking is also how she helped put her put people at ease in the chair. Did I make them more comfortable? Well, I really like to talk. So there was always a story going on. Lots of talking. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what my patients liked about coming to see me the most. They didn't have a chance to think about what was going on because I just talked the whole time. Before she cleans someone's teeth, Pat takes a good look at her patient. Well, usually we do what we call a head and neck assessment. So we check all of the outside of the mouth first, the face and the lymph nodes under the the chin and through the neck. Then we look all at the inside of the mouth, under the tongue, inside the cheeks, around the lips. Then we use a little measuring probe to measure just little areas around the teeth, in between the teeth and the gums. Then we get down to the fun stuff. Mm. (laughs) When you first look inside someone's mouth before cleaning, what do you look for? I look for what we call calculus or tartar buildup. It's a chalky, chalky buildup on the surface of the teeth. I look for stain. I look to see the condition of their soft tissues, their gums. And I look to see if they have any sores in their mouth or any cavities. When I go for a cleaning, my hygienist has a tray of tools to use. I wondered what Pat liked to use when she was cleaning teeth. We use instruments called scalers. I can show you one if you want to wait a minute. Sure. Okay, hang on a sec. So these are scalers. These are two scalers. Usually this is a single-ended. This is a double-ended. Very sharp. Blades on both sides. We use a sharpening stone in the office. Make them really sharp. That takes off all the really hard hard buildup, hard deposits. I keep them at home because I clean my own teeth now. And we also use something called an ultrasonic scaler. But during COVID, we're not allowed to use that because it sprays water and it creates aerosols. So there's no aerosol creating uh, instruments at this time. And then we also use a rubber cup polish and like electric toothbrush that spins. What we're looking at. I have a Play-Doh set and it's called Dr. Fill and Drill. Oh, so you have some little instruments, yeah. like little mirrors and plastic, plastic scalers and yeah. maybe some pluggers. Yeah. But, I don't, <laughs> but I don't have scalers. They only no, they're kind of sharp. sharp. Yeah. yeah. But they do use drills. Yes, when we polish teeth, it's it's the same. It's a drill, but it's got a rubber polisher instead of a little drill bit on it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Same thing. All those tools sound like fun. <laughs> but Pat have has one she likes the most. My favorite tool 
was the Cavatron, the one that sprayed lots of water, the ultrasonic scaler, because it really did my job quickly and easily. Hand scaling is really hard on the hands after a while, and the neck and the shoulders. What teeth are the hardest for you to clean? The ones all the way at the back, the wisdom teeth on adults, because it's really hard to get at. Those are the tricky ones. Sometimes you have to turn yourself upside down to see what you're, try and see what you're doing. And everything's backwards too, she's using a little mouth mirror. So you're doing everything backwards. Pat also had a favorite type of patient. I would say kids. Kids are generally easier. They don't have the heavy stains. They don't smoke. They don't have the heavy buildup. So it's usually just a little, quick little polish. Let's hear it for kids! We are too smart to smoke. Also, we're not old enough. We're not allowed. <laughs> what can kids do to make your job easier? Sit still and open wide. And brush That's their teeth every day. That's what I do. Good job. Do, do your homework at home. Brush your teeth every day, morning and night. Use dental floss. Then it's easy. Thanks to Pat for dropping the name of my podcast there. Oh, I'm going to be a podcast. Won't that be fun? My first one. Which reminds me, if you or your grown-up hasn't already rated and reviewed my podcast, please do it. It takes about as much time as brushing your teeth. We might just read your review on a future episode. It's so good to talk to people like Pat, who knows so much about oral health. Here's another great tip. Um, if you can't brush and you have a sugary snack, eat a piece of cheese because that neutralizes what we call the pH. Maybe you haven't learned about pH yet, but it stops the acid attack from the sugars because sugars cause acid attacks on your teeth. So if you can't brush, eat a piece of cheese. You have to tell my dad that. I, lo I love cheese. Cheese, yes, pop. Exactly now. Yeah, pop's not so good for your teeth. Sugar and acid in it. Double whammy. <laughs> and of course, the advice we have heard from all our open wide guests. Brush your teeth <laughs> twice a day, every morning, every night. Get mom and dad to help you. Use dental floss. Eat healthy snacks. Don't drink pop. And go see your dentist every six months. Looking back, Pat have seen a lot of changes in the dental biz. Developing x-rays and filing charts and just whatever needed to be done <laughs> before the digital age when everything was, you know, we had to develop dip and dunk your x-rays to develop them. And oh my all gosh. The charts were, all the charts were handwritten, no computers. Yeah, we saw a lot of changes in 40 years. For sure, for sure. And just like that, it was time to say goodbye to Pat. Nice meeting you. Good luck you with your too. project. Okay, take care. 
Bye-bye. Bye. Let's hear it for Pat. And all the superstar dental hygienists out there. Thank you for listening, friends. If you want to get in touch with us, just ask your grown-up to head on to the Open Wide Facebook page. I'm Emma, and so long for now. And keep smiling! (laughs) Ha ha!